Jet Radio.
Jack Nick official is Jack Radio. This woman I have on the podcast is the most incredible woman in the entire universe. No exaggeration. So please stay tuned. Keep it locked. It's Jack Radio. Jack Radio.
Jack Radio, and as I mentioned, the woman I have on this podcast is the most incredible woman in the entire universe. You heard correctly, and I say that because she never had my two older brothers and my younger sister living in poverty or living in the hood or on Section 8. She always gave us everything, always gave us the best, always gave us more. Even through my father's incarceration, she held it down like a boss. And those are just the accomplishments within her family. She's also impacted her community in more ways than one as well. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce y'all to my amazing, incredible, legendary mother. What's up, Mom? Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? It's good to be here with you. It's good to have you here, Mom. So tell everybody where you're from. Well, I'm originally from San Antonio, Texas, born and raised. Okay, so where are my grandparents from? Your grandfather is, uh, on the maternal side, is from Waco, Texas. Your grandmother is from San Antonio. And then on your father's side, uh, your grandmother was from Mississippi, and your grandfather was from Chicago. Hell yeah, y'all hear these southern roots, man. So when did you meet my dad? I met your dad in 1977. Uh, we got married in, uh, no, I met your dad in 76, and we got married in 77. And then I had your brother in 79, your other brother, Jason, in uh, 81. Okay. And then you came along in 84. Swing in 84. And your sister in 86. So where'd you meet my dad? Met him in Chicago. I was a graduate student, and I happened to be at a dinner uh, where they were honoring uh, Andrew Young, who I used to work for, and your dad was there at that uh, dinner, and we started talking, and then after that started dating, and then the rest is history. Okay, so why did y'all decide to move to Texas? Because I was raised there, and he really liked it when we went to visit, and he was starting off really with his law practice, so he thought that it would be a great move for him, so we moved back home. So what was he doing when he first moved to Texas? Well, when I met him, he was working for a food service company, uh, doing their legal, all their legal work. Uh, but he really wanted to become an active lawyer, uh, and so he just felt like he could get a really good start down in Texas. So when he moved down, then he joined a law firm there and started practicing law. Okay, so where did you go to undergrad? I went to Clark Atlanta University in Atlanta, Georgia. Best years of my life. Met long life friends, uh, have great memories, and I always think people should check out HBCUs. Absolutely. So when did you go to when did you go to grad school? Uh, after I graduated from Clark, I uh, went to Northern Illinois University and I got a master's in public affairs, and that's when I met your dad uh, in Illinois. And then uh, later on, I got uh, my second master's at Harvard. So what did you do after you completed your second master's? Well, during the time when I went to get my master's at Harvard, I was in the Texas legislature, as you recall. And so um, I've, I've always been working and been involved in politics and, and everything. And I was just glad that I was able to do that, have a career, and raise my family. Okay, so let's talk about me. Tell everybody something about me. You have always been musically inclined. You always had an interest, an interest in uh, music. 
you um, you know wanted to play instruments, but you wanted to do it your own way. Yes. You didn't like yeah. instruction and direction. <laughs> you always wanted I'm a rebel. free soul. <laughs> you always wanted to do it your way. So lessons were wasted. Uh, in terms of any kind of money or what have you on that. And uh, so we just let you do you, but you've always had uh, an interest in art and visual arts and in music. And so that's just something I think is just innate in your genetics, I think. Oh, yeah, man. You used to hate how I would know all these words to rap songs. But and didn't know your lessons. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't remember anything from school, but couldn't recite every song. Hey, Mom, hey, for a child, man, school is just boring, man. I'd rather listen to Master P or DJ Screw. But, yeah, man, yeah, we better keep it rolling, man. I got some more jams lined up, man. I'm taking it back because, uh, you know, I want to put a mix of music together that I grew up listening to, some of, some of the stuff my mother loved listening to. So stay tuned. Keep it locked. It's Jack Nick Official. It's Jack Radio.
Shaka Khan, let me rock it, let me rock it, Shaka Khan. Let me rock it, that's all I wanna do. Shaka Khan, let me rock it, let me rock it, Shaka Khan. Let me rock it, let me feel for you. Shaka Khan, what you tell me, what you wanna do? Do you feel for me the way I feel for you? Shaka Khan, let me tell you what I wanna do. I wanna love you, wanna hug you, wanna squeeze you too. And let me take it in my arms, let me feel you with my charm, Shaka. Cause you know that I'm the one to keep you warm, Shaka. I make it more than just a physical dream. I wanna rock yeah, you, Shaka, you know, make you wanna scream. Let me rock it, rock it. So, mom, um, I already know this question. I already know the answer to this question, but who were some of the artists you grew up listening to? The best. The best music ever. 
Temptations, Four Tops, The Miracles, Gladys Knight, Aretha Franklin. I grew up when there was real music, when they went into a studio with real instruments, with people with raw talent. They didn't need computers to synthesize their voices or to create music or have beats or what have you. We had real musicians who went in and most of them would compose their songs or their music right there in the room. So real talented, creative people. That's the generation I grew up with. Okay, so why weren't you ever inspired to take take the musical route in terms of being a musician or anything like that? I was okay, but I wasn't that great. But you have to remember, I played three instruments uh, when I was in school. I played the drums. Uh, during uh, concert season, I played the bassoon and the flute. And so I enjoyed the music. I was in the high school band. I played it. But once I went away to college, my interests were just different. And I really focused more on politics and history than in music. Okay. Well, as I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, um, you've been making contributions to your community for my entire life. Um, Can you share with us your experience with Andrew Young and who he is for those that don't know. He's a former mayor of Atlanta. He's been a UN and he was one of the first black UN ambassadors uh, to the United Nations under uh, Jimmy Carter. So yes, he's had a lot of accomplishments. Okay, so my first week on the college campus of Clark Atlanta, there was a young minister walking around trying to recruit students to come and help him run for Congress. He was running, he would be the first black to run from for Congress out of Georgia since Reconstruction. And that's when I met Andrew Young. That was that young man. And I was so impressed with him. And I remembered him as a, 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 a colleague of Dr. Martin Luther King. So I was excited that I was in Atlanta and was going to be, have the opportunity to be around old civil rights leaders. And so uh, I went to work in his campaign. Uh, by the end of the campaign, I mean, I started off stuffing envelopes. I, by the end of the campaign, I was organizing rise to the polls. We got him elected, and then I worked for him part-time while I was in college, and during the summers, I went and worked in his Washington office up uh, on Capitol Hill. After he uh, was appointed by Jimmy Carter to go to the UN, he asked me to come and be his public affairs officer, and so I went up to New York, and I worked at the United Nations with him. Okay, so when did you become a state representative? I guess it was 88, 88 or 89. I ran uh, for the office and then I served for eight years before we came to uh, Washington. We moved to Washington, D.C. Okay, so how did that come about? How did we end up moving to D.C.? Okay, so I was had served eight years. I don't believe people should stay in office 20, 30 years, and I had done what I felt I should do. Uh, I had worked on a telecommunications bill. Uh, Texas was one of the very first people to really have legislation uh, in guiding the policy on telecommunications, and that was when the Internet was really just beginning and the merger of different telephone companies and what have you. And so I'd worked on the bill, and after we were able to pass the bill, uh, the CEO of SBC, which is now AT&T, uh, asked me if uh, I would be, ever be interested in coming to work for them as a lobbyist, and I said, yeah. So it was my opportunity, so I resigned from the legislature, and that's when we all moved up to Washington, D.C., and I was a lobbyist for them for uh, about seven years. <laughs> 
Do you remember when I first started listening to go-go music? Uh, yes, we do, because the music was loud, and you were doing that instead of doing your lessons. Oh, my gosh. And I always hated when you called them lessons, man. It just sounds like something from the color purple or something like that. We were trying to get you to focus on your lessons, and you were taking advantage of your creativity. We always wanted you to be, you and your brothers and sister, to always be what you wanted to be, just be the best at it. Absolutely. So how'd you feel about my oldest brother, James, going to Europe and becoming a DJ? Well, <clears throat> I mean, he's he's very good at it at the time. You know, I just wanted you all to kind of follow the same route that I had gone. Um, go to college, um, get your education, use that then as a stepping stone to do whatever you wanted to do. But I really just wanted all of you all to make sure that you had at least education and the credentials then to back you up on anything you wanted to do. So James wanted to do something else. And when he decided to leave and go and leave, live in Switzerland, um, that's when he really started getting more interest in the DJ thing. And actually, it ended up DJ kind of saved his life because that's what he did to make a living while he was in Europe. So now he's very, very good. He's very well known in the European ranks. And, I'm, you know, I'm very proud of that. But I'm more proud of the man he's become in terms of being a father and a good husband. And uh, now he's a you know works in a corporation and doing very well. So you know everybody has to go their own path. Um, I you know obviously a path I'd hope for you all. You all decide to do something else. But the most important thing to me is that that you all have grown to be good people. And um, you know I'm very proud of that. Absolutely, Mom. It's all your fault. You know you made us who we are. Now, when you were in college, a younger person, didn't you ever just sit around and just, you know, listen to music and want to smoke a big, fat yoink? There, there were people who sat around, listened to music, all the good music I just talked about, and they did smoke marijuana. Uh, that wasn't my thing, because I'm one of these that always wanted to um, be in control. And so I, I never got into that, but, uh, you know, hey, to each his own. Okay, so who were some of the most popping artists to listen to during your Clark Atlanta years? Because Atlanta is like booming right now. Who were the popping guys? I know, but it wasn't it wasn't quite that way. Okay, so the Commodores were right next door in Alabama. They used to always come time. Uh, the Bar uh, Barclays, you know, and then and then um, Isaac Hayes was tough then. Um, Shaq, all that. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, we had we had really good music. Uh, uh, Curtis Mayfield, Impressions, all those guys. Yeah, all of that. So that was all, you know, part of my generation. And then, you know, the Temptations had really started getting to, you know, the ball of confusion and all that kind of stuff. It was, it was good times. It was just good times. OJs, oh my God, the OJs. You know, you had the Philadelphia sound that came through. Yeah, we had a variety. Again, artists, people who had good voices, didn't have to be synthesized. Musicians that played actual instruments. Uh, yeah. Good music. <laughs> Good old days. <laughs> yes. Okay, now for the most important question on the podcast. Okay. Which child of yours is your favorite? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm going to post this, I'ma post this up. I love you all. All right. <laughs> you, you are my most special youngest son. All right. Well, I'll take that. 
you know, I'll take it. But I just wanted to thank you for coming on, Mom. It's always <laughs> great having you. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Keep it being creative and keep doing what you're doing. Okay, well, I just want to thank you for everything that you do for us, everything you have done, everything. You're the best ever. I love you so much. Love you too. But yeah, man, closing this one out, man. It's Jack Nick Official. It's Jack Radio. Jack Radio. children play <laughs> you know tomorrow is their future but for me just another day they all gather around me <laughs> they seem to know my name we laugh tell a few jokes but it still doesn't ease my pain I know I can't hide from a memory though day after day I've tried I keep saying she'll be back, but today again I've lied. Oh, I see her face everywhere I go, on the street, and even at the picture show. Have you seen her? Tell me, have you seen her? Oh, I hear her voice as the cold winds blow, in the sweet music on my radio. Have you seen her? Tell me, have you seen her?
Jack Radio. Radio. 